God damn it. Fuck you for making me do this skit. Fuck land. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. I hate you. Fuck trees. I climb buoys, motherfucker. Why are we doing this bit? I'm on the deck with my boys, motherfucker. Why are we doing this This bit? Engine makes noise, motherfucker. Oh, you spiked, you son of a bitch. Going to convention is easy. However, it's, it's anything, anything but. but. It's another fucking month in 2020, guys. Yeah, it's been a pretty long fucking year, and I'm ready for it to be over, and let's just start 2021 and forget this year ever happened. Who had gender reveal fucking fire tornadoes of death for September? If anybody had that, you might have bingo by now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going wrong in fucking October, but I do not want to know. I'm calling it right now. We're just going to get the most positive thing randomly to happen. Maybe we might get Firefly Season 2. I don't fucking know. Don't threaten me with fucking miracles that I want. Look, I want the miracle. You want the miracle. Brown coats for life. I, I mean, I just know November, it's the fucking election is the bad thing. And I, I don't want to know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. Yeah. Positivity. We're going to have some positivity for this episode. Yes, we're talking about fucking... I mean, we're talking about travel. No, today. that's... We got like seven episodes before we talk about fucking. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to the fucking part later. But but once again, not here today's travel, and it's the advanced travel episode. But first, a couple of updates. Obviously, we have not been to any conventions. However, online conventions have been taking the world by storm recently. Yes, they have. The big one recently was the Crunchyroll Expo, and I thought it was very well run. The cosplay showcase was great. Oh, man. You remember last year we said we were going to go to Crunchyroll Expo as a joke? Yep. And somehow we got to go to Crunchyroll Expo. I mean, theoretically, it was online through the internet. We weren't there physically, but you know I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. You know what? The April I... Fool's joke technically happened. No, no. I went with no pants on like I intended to in the first place. Therefore, I went to Crunchyroll Expo. <laughs> Hey, if the shoe fits, I'm not I'm not going to say otherwise. <laughs> Look, the pants didn't fit. That's the reason why they weren't on. I, I well, that's either here or there and I know that, but but you, it, it it's the saying. You tried so hard to keep that clean, didn't you? I, I really did. <laughs> no. I mean, we I know we had the fucking segment, but I was trying to slightly clean it up. Oh, no, no, no. But, but no, it's off the rails now. We're we're just going to fucking roll with it now. No, no, no. We got bleach in the corner. Anyway, I've been pretty much stuck in a house playing games and building props. I might actually post some pictures of what I've been building recently, but that's only if I can get them to work. Outside of that, game-wise, I've been playing No Straight Roads, especially on release night. There are a lot of people that have some ups and downs to say about this game, but I have to say this. The story is pretty simple. It's an indie game. I'm not expecting a massive plot twist at the end that's not easy to tell from the get-go. I'm expecting a bomb-ass soundtrack. I'm expecting pretty decent gameplay, and I'm expecting maybe some replayability. I got all of that and then some. 
There's a couple of tweaks that I would prefer that they switch. For the love of God, fuck DK West. If you ever play this game, anyone that has played this game, you will say these words with me now. Fuck DK West. Fuck that entire fight. Anyway. The other thing that hasn't come out yet, but hyped me up beyond recognition, is Ubisoft announced that Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, is finally getting a re-release for every system, including PC. That's beautiful, actually. I'm looking forward to that. I, I almost cried. I got an Xbox 360 in the back right now that still has all of my runs ready to go. I'm ready to pop that thing on a PC. Now, for me, I've been busy with work mainly, but in my free time, I've been watching the Rent-A-Girlfriend anime with my roommate. We put it on one night, and then, you know, we watched about halfway through it this far, and we've gotten to introduce to about three out of the four girls in the series so far. It's been a solid watch so far. It's a really enjoyable show. I liked how they've been stringing along. I mean, best girl's the first girl this far, but that's just my opinion. And then for gaming for me, I've been playing the new Tony Hawk remake. The soundtrack is just as good as you remember. I'm not going to lie to you. It Do still has bangers. the time <laughs> to listen to me whine. No, we can't do any more else before we get anything. Yeah, I could sing Superman by heart, but we, we get into legal trouble and that's a whole different matter. Yeah. But no, soundtrack is still great. They, I like how they're doing online because they kind of rotate like graffiti, trick attack, score attack. They rotate the game modes. And when you play it online and it's really fun and I was on there, you know, I was winning rounds. I was having fun with that. And it's just, as I remember, create a park is great. Create a skater is great. It's very well fleshed out. I'm loving it. And then the other thing that I've been into a lot recently, taking me back to my childhood, which was kind of expensive looking back on is, is uh, the remake for Crystal Chronicles came out and I've been playing that and that's really fun. But it's kind of weird on PlayStation because they don't have local multiplayer anymore. It's all Bullshit. online. I'm not kidding you. It's it's really weird. Here's the big. Here's two big questions for Tony Hawk though. All right. First things first. Is Spider Man still in the game? Yes. Holy shit! All right. You might have a customer. The second one is Horse still in the game? Also yes. Then hell yes. I might be broke for the rest of the year. It's only forty dollars. It's not that pricey. I might be broke for the rest of the year. <laughs> Jack, your finances still concern me. Look. <laughs> we really need to fucking work on them. Look, just because I am building something that I really shouldn't be building financially does not mean I have a problem. That's you every year. You're not wrong, but that does not mean I have a problem. Uh, I think that's exactly what does I'm it Does it mean I have a problem? I haven't admitted it Th yet, so I don't have to This is coming up in the intervention at the end of the year. The, the fuck it will. <laughs> I digress. Now, before you try and put me into rehab, let's talk about your Crystal Chronicles obsession. Well, it's not quite obsession, but back in the day when I had a GameCube and, you know, I somehow had all the money to buy all the equipment needed for me and three other people to play the game. It was, it was pricey back in the day, but you can play it on the PlayStation now online. There's no local multiplayer, which is really weird. And it's like you have to play through, like, the same level once or twice for to count for everyone it's kind of weird it, it brings me back into the days of old and it's very nostalgic so that's kind of the void it's filling for me right now i mean fair see i really want them to put an online version of tactics 
because that was my personal favorite Final Fantasy game. Are you talking about the GBA one or the original? Because I think you're talking about the GBA one. If you're GB- talking, oh, yeah, so Tactics Advance then. Yeah. And then Tactics Advance, you could play against other people because it was obviously a portable game. Uh, but yeah, if you change classes and kind of do that, or you could do something similar with like Disgaea where you build all your units and then you fought your friends, I think that could be very neat. I might have to get back into Disgaea too because I, I actually miss my pronies. Pernies are pretty fun, and then until you throw them, and then, woo! Yeah, dude. Anyway, so now that we've gotten all of our game love out of the way for this episode, let's actually jump into the main focus topic. All right, so we've been having a little bit of issue actually trying to name this episode and describe this one, but hey, I- hey, hey! I got, I got an idea. Okay. Planes, trains, and automobiles. I fucking hate you. Why? Why? Because I was technically in that movie. Bullshit. No, I, I was. I was in my mom as a fetus, but I was technically in the movie. Huh. Alright, shit. That's actually kind of cool. Fucking weird, but that's kind of cool. It's your weird fact of the day. The other one is I have a Christmas ornament from the Home Alone movies. I have the sand dollar. Nice. Okay, alright, alright. Weird facts aside. I would agree with that. However, in this episode, we are talking about... All forms of travel. So, in the words of G.I. Joe, land, sea, or air. You really don't want to go by sea. Yeah, but we'll get to that part. We'll, we'll get to that part. What do you think? Planes, trains, and automobiles is better. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Shut your whore mouth. We got to cover all We, we got to cover all ground. How about uh, that? I, we will. It's just you won't use it. I'm, I'm being honest with them here. <laughs> I Look, let... Let me have this. All right, I got it. I got it. How about this? We'll make it the sequel. Planes, trains, and automobiles, and maybe boats, too. Will that make you happy? So planes, trains, and automobiles featuring boats. You know what? All right, fine. Fine. We'll do it that way. <laughs> we will do it that way. Will, will that make it work? Will this appease baby fetus cloud? <laughs> yes, with a question mark behind it. It better because... <laughs> don't make me pull in south park on this one i fucking do it i digress (laughs) fine since we got to do it that way we're gonna be covering all methods of travel in this episode i'm just giving jacks a hard time oh yeah because that's what he signed in the contract but that's neither here or there there was a lot of fire involved i've still haven't gotten that part but i digress what we're gonna be covering as we said is all forms of travel that you can potentially take to a convention yes so there are obviously cars, there are buses, there are trains, there's planes, and there are boats. I don't see you walking to a convention unless you're doing some weird Kino's Journey live action shit. That but, or you literally live a block away from the convention center and you really just want to walk each day and then, hey, that's up to you. But there aren't many people who fill in that void. Yeah, and we, we don't need to give you a guide. You live down the street. Yeah. One of the few things that I do want to start this off with is these are tips that we've accumulated over years of traveling these different methods. So there might be a few other options that you can fill in yourself. There might be a few other options that maybe don't work for you in particular. However, these are the ones that we have accumulated ourselves. Jumping right back into it, let's talk about just some base tips. So first things first. You're going to want to bring bottled water and a snack on whichever trip you're going to be going on. That's the big one because 
if you're buying water, it's always going to be overpriced when you just brew one from home that's like a dollar or two and you can bring like two of them and then save yourself like $10 right there. And then you can also get a snack for way cheaper too. See, you're talking about just one bottle of water. Me, I'll go out and just buy an entire case or two of water and just have that ready for me the entire con. Yeah, I mean, it's really on what you're looking for and what your needs are. There's a quote that transcends series that everyone should always remember. It's not a joke. It actually will save your life. Don't forget to bring a towel. Yes, towels are very useful. And another thing that I'd recommend that you bring, fresh socks, fresh underwear. You always want, you know, fresh things on you. I, I hope you're doing laundry before you're going to convention. You always want toilet paper or paper towels on you. Both can be used in a variety of instances. And even if you aren't using it while traveling, you might use it at the convention for something else, actually. Oh, yeah. Also, the other thing is when, when Cloud says fresh socks, fresh underwear... I personally suggest going out and buying an entirely new set of socks. Every convention I go to, I always try and buy an entirely new set of socks. Not because I'm being weird. It's because fresh socks are actually very fluffy. And then you can just double those sons of bitches up on the last day when your feet are tired than hell. And now you got a little bit extra padding. Yeah, and it prevents weird sores and blisters from developing on your feet. It protects your feet. Especially if you're wearing weirder heavy boots and then like if it gets musty in there, then that's a whole different ball yeah. of wax. So. And if you're like me with Sasquatch feet, it saves your life. Yeah, and that, and if you're doing like a bare feet cosplay and then the next day you need to wear socks. So you would want something comfortable because especially if after you walk around barefoot all day, something around like five miles, your feet are going to feel it and it's going to hurt. So you're going to want something comfortable on your feet. Always. Also, again, Sasquatch feet like me, you kind of want that extra backup no matter what. I burn through socks like crazy. So one of the other things that I highly suggest jumping into is earplugs, headphones, extra chargers if you can get them. And one of the things that I personally always try and do, always hide extra cash away from your wallet or your purse or whatever. Yeah, and another thing I'd recommend is, it is if you're going on a long journey or trip, you might want a game system or you might want like an iPod or some type of listening device. So then that way you can do something if you want to sleep or do something while like another person is driving or something along those lines. And if you plan on using your debit or credit card in addition to your cash while you are going out and traveling, make sure you let your bank know. Otherwise, you're going to have a bad time. Because you're going to be like, hey, I'm from Illinois, and I'm going to California, but I want to use my credit card. And so then you give the business your credit card. And they're like, your card's not working. And then that's because you didn't tell your bank, and they think someone's trying to use your card. That's not you. Yeah, that being said, I personally prefer bringing physical cash with me and budget it accordingly. Because I always forget I should probably tell my bank that I'm out of town. Don't know why I keep doing it. I keep writing it down and I always fuck up. Yeah, so the healthy balance I'd recommend is you want to probably withdraw like two to $300, depending on where you're going. Budget that accordingly and then use your debit card where you can in an, in an emergency situations. This is more of a tradition for me and Cloud, but it is something that I highly suggest everybody else start doing. Always pack a separate set of dress clothes. Any Anytime you go to a convention, you never know when you're going to need them. You never know if you're going to need them. But 
you're always going to regret not having them if you don't have them. Yeah, like if you want to go to the formal and let's say dress clothes are required, it's good to have them on backup. Another thing I'm going to also recommend that you take is a swimsuit. It doesn't take up much room. It's light and hey, if they have a swimming pool, if you want to go swimming and the weather permits it, why not go for it? It doesn't hurt you and it's something easy enough to bring along. And if you're already bringing a towel, it's fitting the mold. Might as well complete the pack, right? Yeah, exactly. So another thing I want to talk about is packing light. When it comes to regular clothes, I'm going to tell you to pack light. Obviously, I can't tell you the same thing with cosplays because that's going to vary on what you're cosplaying, obviously. But try and pack light when you can. You don't need to bring your whole entire apartment or house with you whenever you're traveling because you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Speaking of a bad time, I'm going to stress this right here, right now. I have traveled long and hard, and the one thing I always will say to everybody don't you dare buy a fanny pack do you want to paint a target on your back buy a fanny pack do you want to take be taken advantage of buy a fanny pack do you really 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 want to look like a tourist anywhere you go forever buy a fanny pack i mean the only time you should be wearing a fanny pack nowadays is if you're out and you're running and it's like a local workout Fanny packs aren't hip anymore. They lost that cool factor way back in the 90s. When the fuck were they cool in the 90s? For like maybe the first like year or two, but that... I won't but, even give it a year. Maybe the first five minutes. No. But, but, but basically, there there's no point in wearing them nowadays. If, you, if you're planning on wearing a fanny pack, just bring a backpack. It's no. the same purpose. There are certain situations where a fanny pack is useful. Like if you have medical reasons to have a fanny pack then yeah wear the fanny pack obviously but for anybody that does not require the use of a fanny pack which i don't see any other viable reason to have a fanny pack just don't just don't especially when you're traveling just use a backpack yep it holds more and it looks more efficient and it's way harder to get stolen from you oh yeah now that we've gotten our base tips out of the way Let's actually talk about the fundamental part of before you even get moving. Yeah. Now, planning is going to be a big part of any trip you're going to take. Obviously, for longer trips or for trips that are farther away, more planning is going to be needed. But the main things you're going to want to, if you're doing something close to home or maybe, hey, it's like a state over, you want to know your hotel costs, how long you're staying, how much you're paying for each night. So then that way that's taken care of. You need to know, hey, if you're taking a car, where am I parking? If you're not parking there, how are you getting there? And like, if you're taking a train, who's picking you up from the train station, for instance? You need to have your route down pat and you need to have an estimate of time frame so that way you have a general idea of what's going to happen. And if there's a delay, you can be like, well, there's a delay here or there. One of the things that you also want to test out, how are you going to get there? What is the most efficient way of getting from point A to point B. And what can you bring with you on that trip from point A to point B? And that actually is going to change depending on what method you take. Let's say, for example, I want to get from, yeah, let's say Illinois to California for Expo. I'd recommend a plane. Yeah. Do you really want to drive and burn up your car from here to all the way to bumfuck Egypt land? No, you do not. I wouldn't recommend it. Otherwise, you're driving for almost four to five days, probably. That's not a joke. Yeah, no, fuck that. 
you kind of want to get an idea of what's the fastest way to get there. What's the most efficient way to get there? What's the cheapest way to get there? And what can you bring on that trip? Hey, you're taking a plane? Well, you can't really bring a sword made out of metal on a plane if you're planning on bringing a metal sword, which A, they wouldn't allow at conventions, and B, if your sword looks metal, you, you probably don't want that taking it through an airport. Right. Can you ship it? That's another big one. If you're in a car, do you need to ship it? Do you need to actually get a trailer? Do you already have a trailer? These are the questions. Do you that... have enough room in your car to facilitate everyone going? How are you going to Tetris everything? That's a whole different topic of how to Tetris properly, but we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. These are the questions that you want to ask yourself when you're traveling to a convention. Hell, or just traveling, period. So let's jump in. Speaking of cars, let's hit up with automobiles first since that is more of our specialty. All right. So first of all, Jax and I have two things that are big for us when we travel. We need a playlist because the playlist is the number one thing when driving. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you awake. And it and keeps us from fighting each other at all times while driving. We really don't fight that much, but for the narrative of the episode, I'll say, sure, why not? Look, look, it, it, <laughs> it's, it's building the concept. But, 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 but the point is, is I generally have a half nerdy playlist themed around video games and anime when we go. And it gets me in the mood for the convention. And then the rest of the music is stuff for me to chill and relax to while I'm driving that keeps me focused or keeps me awake. Right. You always want to have something that actually keeps your mind active. That is one big thing. You don't want to be sitting there with music that's going to bore you. And you definitely want something that's going to keep you entertained. You, you do, do not want to fall asleep listening to whatever music you're listening to. That's not what you're aiming for. You don't want a lullaby. <laughs> you also want music that's going to get you pumped for wherever you're going. Especially, I can say this now, never trust local radio ever. I love, I love my jockeys to death. But never trust local radio to keep you going from state to state. It's not going to work. You're going to have a bad time. I'm you, just going to be straightforward with you. You might hit some NPR that you didn't think you ever would hear in your lifetime. I have. The other big thing that Jax and I use on car travels is I usually have a GPS with the directions ready to go. Now, if you don't have a GPS or a phone with like Google Maps running, You'll want to have an actual map, and you'll need to know how to read your actual map to get from point A to point B. You can also, oh God, what was it called? Map quest the directions and print them out if you're feeling really frisky and want to go back to the 90s. Holy shit, we're going some ancient Sumerian techniques. God damn. I know. But one of the things that I will say, if you are going to be traveling on the road, master the art of actually being able to read a road map. It is... It'll save your ass, especially when, let's say, the GPS is having some issues connecting. Let's say it's too dark in the middle of the night where you have to figure out MapQuest. Yeah, you're going to have to stop on the side of the road with a flashlight and figure out, hey, where the fuck am I going? But you know what? You'll actually be able to map out probably the exact direction you got to go. And if you don't want to stop somewhere in the middle of the night, you could always go to an outpost, and then most of them usually have a map, and they have the giant... You are here signed, and then you can use that map and read that map to try and find where you're going, or at least ask someone for directions. You mean that thing that requires me to talk to other people? Yes. Fuck that. No, I'm kidding. I actually do that. That being said, here are some other helpful tips that, you know, getting in traveling and going on the open road and doing every goofy movie reference that you can. Yes, because goofy 
movie actually is one of the best road trip movies of all time, no. and I will not hear otherwise. No, no, screw that. You are absolutely fucking correct. However, here's some here's a fucking hot take that not everybody wants to point out. Goofy, if nobody fucked with him that entire movie, would have got from point A to point B perfectly because he's doing literally everything that we're about to say today. And that pisses me off because Max fucked up everything. You're not wrong. God damn. Anyway, first tip. Fucking always have a tank's worth of cash on you. Also, have a spare gas tank on you at all times. In case for some reason you need to put gas in the gas tank later and you just want to get cheap gas it's not bad to keep an extra one on you it works even if you're not going to conventions yeah that's actually something that's going to save you in a long run period another thing that you should also have in your car at all times you should have a first aid kit and you should have some jumper cables and a spare tire also going to help you in case something randomly happens that you can't prepare for also a tire iron and a jack go a long way don't use the standard jack that they give you Always get one of those good meaty jacks that are actually... Don't don't ever use a bottle jack, period. I hate them with a burning passion. Going back to something I said earlier, a case of water. Just have one in your car at all times. Yeah, and then even with a case of water, you can still have an, an easy, accessible snack in there. I mean, you can always stop at a gas station. It's not that hard, but generally you can have something in there at least for you to munch on so there you're minimizing stops. Unless someone really has to go to the bathroom. That's a whole different topic, though. Uh, speaking of all these things you're placing in the car, learn how to pay Tetris with your car efficiently. Yes, you might be able to fit everything in your car, but if you can't see, you're a road hazard, and you don't want to be a road hazard. Yeah, don't do that. I've seen so many college kids, including myself, that have just decided that they were going to see if they can reenact the Beverly Hillbillies and just tower their shit on the back of their car in their trunk, in the side seat. You can't see anything beside the front of the road in front of you. It's ridiculous. And then how are you going to do a lane change? I wouldn't recommend it because if you're just going to end up paying the car next to you, then you're losing like half the stuff in your car. Yeah. So if your car is too full or you, if all the people that you're bringing along with you, because usually you're carpooling to a convention, uh, it might be a good idea to invest in a trailer if it's going to take up a lot of room. Learn how to use that trailer, please. Just... We, we say get a trailer, but there, there's a little bit of an art to actually knowing how to fucking use a trailer. That is true. And I mean, if you have a car, maybe don't take the car. Maybe try someone who has a van or a truck or something that can hold more than what a car can because they're facilitated more to handling more items in them. Also, we're going to jump back to just random stuff that you should keep in your car at all times. Keep a set of tools. An actual wrench, a set of socket wrenches, stuff like that. I I know a lot of people do not have the ability to be car savvy. I know a lot of people don't care about being car savvy. They just like to go vroom vroom drive. However, having those tools on you can be the linchpin between life and death. I've been in situations where I left my toolbox at home. I was mad at myself for hours and I didn't want to go and buy another toolbox but I got lucky and I had people that were able to just come out and help me out at the time. Not everybody is that lucky. Sometimes they don't have the tools on, you, on them, but they have the knowledge to help you. Yeah. Also make sure if you're going on a long car trip, like I'm talking 10 plus hours. I drove to Kazukan. It was 13 hours there and back. 
it was an adventure to say the least but make sure you're giving yourself enough time the point of driving to a convention is have a good time and be nerdy with your friends and like celebrate the convention and then celebrate all the fun memories on the way back it's not to initial d to the convention as fast as possible that is not what we're aiming for here i mean you're not aiming for that shit i'm going running with the 90s mother no i'm kidding <laughs> I mean, that is on my playlist. I love running to the 90s, and I, and, I, and I do like to drive fast to that song. But, I mean, you want if you're driving people to a convention, you're responsible to, for the safety of everyone else in your car is what I'm going to preach to you here. We do not openly promote speeding on this podcast. Though I may or may have not done it to a convention, and Jasper may have or may have not witnessed it and you may or may not have seen me do the exact same thing in cars that should not go above 60 anyway one of the other things that you should probably know is plan for tolls yeah plan for tolls and also plan for parking and how much parking is parking near me not that bad it's free parking in downtown chicago hey it's 30 dollars for two hours oh my god why it's a fucking death sentence. That's what that is. Yeah. So, like, really know where you're parking. At least when I go to a convention, let's say if I go to, like, Yomacon in Detroit, if I go there, hey, it's, like, $20 for the day. So I know I'm spending $60 if I'm there for three days. Right. Something along those lines. We ranted on about cars for a little bit. Let's actually get to something that's a little bit more niche, but a lot more people are more willing to use. Let's switch from automobiles and let's actually try trains and buses for once. Now, when it comes to trains and buses, you can use these to get to conventions. However, when it comes to trains, I only use it, I usually mainly only seen it when people are going to a convention for one day and then they'll take the train back and forth to the convention. Now, that depends because I've seen people use the Metra to get super far and then take an Uber, Lyft, or taxi or whatever, which. I'll, I'll get into taxis in a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah, we'll go on that speed in a moment. Trains are good now. If you're going across country on the train, that's a whole different story because like you're going from the east coast to the west coast. There are a couple of trains that do do this. The tickets are different pricing compared to a one day ticket, obviously, but it's the same rules that apply. You want to see when the train will depart and when it will arrive. You want to see if you can buy the tickets online or if the train will let you buy the tickets while you're on the train. Some will let you do that some will not so it really depends metro will not let you buy them sons of bitches on the train you definitely want to buy those in advance some stations are still available where you can buy them a day of it's almost 10 times more expensive but you can do it if that is the necessary the other thing is refunding if you are late because if the train goes and you're still at the station then in some situations you are mildly fucked yeah and another thing that you can do is if you do take the train a lot and i mean like you're using it very frequently you can get a month pass and if you do get a month pass it can be worth it and then you can just be like hey i already have a train ticket so why not type thing that's few and far between it really depends on how much you use the train in your area if it's like a one-day trip now if it's a one-day trip you also have to plan on your day and what you're planning on taking. You wouldn't need a change of clothes, but if you're going to cosplay to a convention, you need to think about how is my costume going to be on a train? And if I'm bringing like a prop on the train, is it train safe? Or how can I hide the prop on the train for like a majority of it and then like take it out at the con? For longer trips, this is something that I have made the mistake of many a times. Test in advance what can you carry a long distance 
fast. Yeah, and this is where making a packing list and like an itinerary is going to start coming into play. You want to know what you're bringing, what's in what suitcase in case you need to grab it really quick, how many suitcases you're bringing, and stuff like that. And hey, this is where I'm getting off at. This is who's picking me up from the train station because you you most likely aren't really going to be at your final destination once you get off the train. You're usually having to do a little bit more travel. So, hey, are you going to Uber to the convention? Are you going to take a lift? Do not take a taxi unless you want to pay out the ass. Yeah, also the other thing is there have been many a scam back in the day. And nowadays even with taxis, sometimes even people will pull up with fake Ubers. Pay very close attention if you get an Uber or a Lyft. What the person's face is on their identification. What the car they're driving. Their license plate. Do not just hop into a car with an Uber symbol on it. And then assume that that is your car. And make sure they ask for you. Make sure the color and car matches. Make sure the name matches. Like You should be able to identify all of these things. Do not get into a random Uber or Lyft. People have gotten kidnapped this way. This is not a joke. People have gotten kidnapped, robbed, hell, even with taxis, especially with taxis. Some people just modify their car to look like a taxi, and then that's the last they'll see of you. So be be a little bit more wary of what's going on around you, especially when you're using someone else's vehicle. That also being said, let's talk about buses. Now, there's two different type of buses, in my opinion. There's local buses, and then there's long-distance busing. Yeah, so you have, like, your Greyhounds or your charter buses type of thing. Now, buses are an interesting case. When I use them for school to, like, come back from school for, like, a holiday, basically, because they go from, like, Urbana-Champaign, you know, back up to Chicago is what I'm using for reference here. It's not the exact same thing, but it's similar. Now, if you use something like Megabus, for instance, you can buy a ticket online or go to their store, buy a ticket, but it's only good for that ride. Once again, if you're trying to get a refund, you're kind of screwed here. You're kind of fucked because it's only good for that one ride. You miss it, you're kind of kaput. What comes to this is you only have your seat on the bus. Everything else is going to go underneath the bus in a compartment. Your suitcase and if you have any props, they'll also go there. Make sure your props can fit down there because they're too long. You're going to run into an issue. Also, keep in mind, other people are putting their stuff down there. They probably aren't going to care too much if one of your things gets damaged. So I wouldn't put anything too fragile down there. I'd be very careful about what you bring along. And if you do bring like a property or something down there, make sure it's sturdy. Also, I've had friends that take stuff on a mega bus. They've gotten, they've lost the stuff and then they don't get it back for like two months later. So if they also lose your things, they don't care that much as well, or not as much as an airline, for instance. Now, that being said, the reason why we're talking about these two in conjunction is because not all trains go to where you need to go. Not all buses go where you need to go. However, using them in combination tends to get you exactly where you need to be. Now, if you're not taking a Lyft or an Uber to the hotel and one of your roommates is picking you up, let them know what time you are estimated to arrive because if for some reason you reserve the hotel room and you need to be there they won't let your roommates into the room until you are there to at least pay for your portion of the room that has been agreed upon earlier and this is something that even i have to work on if you are the one that is the name on the room 
prioritize being there first long before anybody else gets there try and get there even before room check-in is available sometimes it doesn't work out the way that you want it to however the important thing is prioritizing getting there first there are a lot of people when they reserve hotel rooms they'll do like a day before the convention like the day zero because a lot of people like to go there for the extra day and like to relax but another thing that we should talk about in reserving rooms is how to reserve a room because reserving a room for a hotel it can vary mainly a room block opens and they'll put on like the conventions forum or facebook group nowadays hey the room block has opened and then the hotel gets flooded and then people dash to get a room that's how it normally goes unless you're colossal con oh god colossal con's a nightmare when it comes to getting a room you're literally like there in the last day reserving a room for the next year and that's like your last day of the convention no i heard it was like the hunger games over there yeah so uh reserving a room you want to make sure at least whoever's reserving the room is on top of it so that way you can get a room and get the convention rate for the room if the person is not on top of that then you'll just get the regular rate probably until another spot opens up now we've covered trains we've covered buses we've covered cars and automobiles i feel like there's something that we are missing when it comes to automobiles but we'll get back to that let's talk about my personal favorite one Boats. And is it going fast? Totes. Hell, I even got a nautical themed Pashmina Afghan. And are you the king of the world on the boat like Leo? If you're on the shore, then you for sure, not Mio. God damn it. Fuck you for making me do this skit. Fuck land. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. I hate you. Fuck trees. I climb buoys, motherfucker. Why are we doing this bit? I'm on the deck with my boys, motherfucker. Why are we doing this This bit? Engine makes noise, motherfucker. Ah, oh, you spiked, you son of a bitch. Okay, okay, you're done. No more. No more Lonely Island. Yeah, yes, we are. But the whole point of this bit is to let you know that boats are not an effective travel method, especially when it comes to conventions. Working in the freight forwarding industry, I can tell you, traveling by boat, it's at least going to take you three weeks to get anywhere you want to go, and that would not be a preferred travel method. You could bring a lot of stuff with you, which would be a plus. It would just take forever. So unless you plan this trip way in advance it could in theory work but i would highly not recommend it however however conventions that are cruises are a completely different story those are the shit yeah those are enjoyable and if you want to catch us at one in march of next year we will be at the king con cruise now where is the king con cruise gonna be sending tail from florida yes the weirdest wasteland on the goddamn planet We'll even see Florida Man. No, we are Florida Man by that point. Fair. But that being said, if you actually want a bomb-ass convention next year that should be going just fine, especially with how the world is slowly rocking towards vaccines right now, please. Lord. Yeah, I know, right? Hit us up at the King Kong Cruise. We might actually have a chance to talk more in depth on that in another episode. Maybe. But anyway. Foreshadowing foreshadowing epic foreshadowing so one of the things that we will say is going to a convention on a boat not a good idea blimp maybe boat probably not more references look i'll fucking reference the lonely island i'll reference little karibo and i will fucking reference franz kafka on this episode if i have to i can live with that life once again all right anyway so (laughs) Since we're speaking of planes and flying, let's talk about planes and well, flying. Well, you said 
planes and flying, but I think you meant blips, blimps and flying. But you I, know I what knew the what fuck you meant. I meant. <laughs> yes. So, anyways, into the realm of flying. Now, flying is great, especially if you're going halfway across the country, like I do when I go from Chicago to Anime Expo. Flying's the best way to go. You don't want to drive 14 hours. And when I did drive 14 hours to Katsukan, there are parts of me that wish I did fly, but there are obviously pros and negatives to flying. Yeah, there are so many fun negatives of flying. Number one, if you don't like being a sardine flying in a giant space rocket in the sky, don't fly. I have a small fear of heights, and by small, I don't go near any amusement parks whatsoever. I'm comfortable on a plane because, you know what, there are several safety measures that are actually put in place that are not in roller coasters, they're not in most amusement parks, and you can usually feel safe on them. And you don't do loop-de-loops. Normally. Normally. If, if yeah. your plane is doing loop-de-loops, please check on your pilot. He is either drunk or you're about to die. One of the two. Yeah, no. Pretty good 50-50. Pretty good 70-30, actually. But this isn't the 90s, so we don't have to worry about the alcoholism, I think. Another issue that I'd like to bring up when it comes to planes is the TSA and security checks. Mainly when it comes to fluids, you can't have fluids over, I think it's like, it's 8 ounces or 16 ounces. One, It's one of the two. Check your TSA everything. Just check all the rules that they have because you don't want to fuck with the TSA. Basically, you can't take it or you have to go back and put it in your luggage or they take it and then you never get it back. And like those are literally the two options. There's no in between. Yeah. I'm I I I've lost so much good stuff because the TSA flat out said, "No, you can't have this. You can't have that." I had a jar of blessed honey that I wanted from Greece and I forgot to put it in my freaking under undercarriage bag and I was mad and I wanted that blessed honey. Who has tried holy honey. Nobody. Why? Because I didn't have any. I was going to make mead out of it. I'm sorry. Do you know how fucking awesome it would be to drink holy mead? Yes, it sounds amazing. I I, there are no disagreements here. But, I mean, the TSAs, I, I get what they're trying to do, but their logic is really fucked up. Because let's say, hey, I have a monster, but I can't take the, a regular can of monster with me. But you know what's on the other side of the TSA gates I can buy for, like, $7? Monster. Yep. And so, so it's like, so I can't have mine, but if I buy one from the airport, it's fine. It's like, th there's some weird double standards that I don't completely agree with. No, it's, I, it's I, called safety theater. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like trying to go into, and I might be either dating myself or potentially outing myself, but trying to go to a NASCAR event and trying to bring a beer with you. They'll tell you no, but you can buy the $7 beer that they're selling at the fucking thing. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why I just outed myself before watching NASCAR like it was a shame, but what? I like NASCAR. Anyway. There's nothing wrong like the NASCAR. Exactly. All right. That being said, there are some tips that I do. Actually, it's not even tips. There are some myths that I personally want to debunk on the show right now because everybody believes them and they need to stop believing these myths when it comes to planes because it's not going to help you in getting a cheaper plane ticket we'll just tell you that now and save you the the, right. the pain and the headache first things first you know that whole myth that oh if you buy your ticket on a tuesday or a wednesday or any specific fucking day that it's actually going to be a lot cheaper no that's a fucking lie it never works i've tried this a hundred times it will never fucking work 
buying them on incognito mode doesn't really make it cheaper either. It's generally the same prices. If you try and buy it on a specific date, like just, oh, this date, this time, then the tickets are always going to be cheaper. No, no, it's not. No, it's basically just a big algorithm at this point. But like it depends on fuel pricing, demand, holidays in advance. Festivals. How many planes they can fit. Or how many people they can fit into that plane to make that time slot work. Competitor it, prices. Yeah, competitor prices are a huge thing. And then it's like you have fuel, you have security. Is it a cargo plane? Is it a passenger plane that can also hold cargo? It really depends on what they can fit on that plane to get it moved from point A to point B. Now, this work, these tricks that we listed that don't work used to work 90s, early 2000s. They really don't anymore because algorithms do control pricing right now. So, like, airlines are price matching so much nowadays. They are really trying to get your business and trying to make sure, like, they are on the top of their game. Usually the best way to get a cheap ticket price, though, is to plan very far in advance. Three months in particular. Well, I'd say three months or more. If you're, go if you're doing six months, sometimes that can benefit you, but it really depends on where you're going and what you're looking for. Right. Try not to do any last-minute buying of airline tickets, especially for travel. That's when they charge you an arm and a leg. That's when they charge you an arm and a leg and maybe your fucking liver if you're lucky. The other trick that I'm going to tell you, and this is a big myth that a lot of people like to believe. Oh, TripAdvisor's going to help us. TripAdvisor's going to give us the cheapest prices. Just buy it from the fucking main website. I promise you you're going to get you Just go straight through the airline. Do not go through another third-party service because then you're paying them and the airline. And then you're getting a higher ticket price, believe it or not. And then you run into issues with... Hey, I bought this ticket, but then the airline's like, what do you mean you bought this ticket? You, I don't see that you got this ticket. And yep. then that's a whole different now, scenario. TripAdvisor does help in certain aspects. Like, sometimes you can actually buy a decent price hotel room through TripAdvisor. Usually when it comes to a hotel, they're good for it. When it comes to an airline, your better bet is just buying straight from the airline. And once again, when it comes to airlines, you really want to plan in advance. You're, you're going a decent distance away and you're taking a plane there to save time. So you should have an itinerary and a list of things that you're packing and planning on bringing in advance and you should have them packed so that they are airplane safe. Do not put makeup or paint in your bag and don't put it in like a bag and be surprised when you have makeup or paint all over your clothes because you didn't pack it correctly. Please pack your things safely otherwise they will explode because they aren't used to that type of air pressure. Yeah. Do not bring spray paint onto a plane that is the dumbest thing you can do it is do. a hazard technically you will be pulled aside and mysteriously searched i promise you it will happen now you cannot bring big props into a plane that's another thing this is when fedexing to your hotel or upsing to your hotel becomes a thing now, obviously it depends on the size and how your prop is made but generally you can ship it to your hotel of choice and depending on how fast you want it, there depends on the price as well. Now, when I went to AX in last year and I brought Saber's Excalibur sword with me, I stuck it out in my duffel bag because it could fit in my duffel bag. And I called the airline and confirmed this and they were fine with it. However, if you're trying to bring something as like an extra item, they'll charge it to you as like an extra item fee if you want it separate from your luggage. If you want it done like more, if you view it as more fragile and you're like, hey, I want this load as a separate item can you put in like in a separate item area basically like an additional luggage fee of like 
50 to $100, depending on your airline. Now, that being said, I've actually seen a couple of cosplayers, and I've met a couple of cosplayers that have modified their luggage specifically so they can put props and hook it up to their luggage, and that shit's cool. And sometimes they'll use certain types of luggage that does one thing, but in turn, they'll turn it into another. You remember a while back they had that mobile luggage case that comes with the umbrella holder? I've seen people put swords in that all the time. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it really does work. Generally, you want to use what facilitates your needs when you're traveling and what best fits what you're trying to do. So you're at the part where you've paid for your ticket. You've gotten a pretty decent deal. You've gotten through security. Or did you? Did you get there early enough? That is something that a lot of people forget to did do. Did you check in 24 hours in advance to get a good spot in line? Because if you don't check in 24 hours in advance, generally on the dot, when you know the lines open up for A, B, and C, generally the longer you wait, the longer you're going to have to wait to get on the plane so you might not get a good spot. Yeah, that is kind of a problem. You don't want that. Now you're in line getting on the plane. Here's a trick that I want you guys to remember. And it sounds a little evil. It sounds a little mean. Avoid families. It just, if you can, go towards more business-oriented people. They're going to think you're a weirdo if you're going in cosplay. But you know what they will respect? That you are efficient. You know what families are not, and it is not their fault? Not efficient. No, families take their time, and they're doing a lot of sightseeing. People who are in business, they're... On company time, they want to get to and from where they need to go, and then they want to get off work and relax. They're focused on being driven on getting what they need to done so they can relax once they're done with what they need to do. And that's why you want to follow them when you're at the airline. Always try and follow the more business-oriented people. You'll get from point A to point B faster, and you might learn something. Now, when it comes to doing international travel and using planes, you're going to be following a lot of the same rules. However, what I'm going to recommend to you is that you use a travel agent because this is when you're going to want one. And if you don't want to use a travel agent, you can go to your local embassy at your city. I could go to the Japan embassy if I wanted to go to Japan here in Chicago, and I could use their information to help me plan a trip. Now, usually if you're going overseas, you're usually planning a longer trip, let's say like a week or two, depending on what you're planning. But you generally want to have an itinerary and your stuff packed out and you want to know what you're going to be doing and what you're going to be bringing along. Also keep in mind, hey, if I'm going to Japan and let's say I'm bringing two suitcases, one that's filled with all my stuff, but I'm bringing another suitcase that's packed with two more suitcases in it, but in one of those suitcases is like cosplay items. But that way when I remove the cosplay items, I have two empty suitcases to bring back stuff from Akihabara because I'm going on my supermarket sweep while I'm there and buying like every single thing known Look, to man. I'm, I'm just saying if when we go, I'm, I'm saying this now, if I come back to the room and you're shoveling things three days in advance, you're missing the tips of your freaking fingers and your toes are bleeding but there's a mountain of figures in the back of the room and you're like, we gotta go? I'm just gonna look at you and be like, you went gambling, didn't you, son of a I bitch. did my kaiji theme day, and it's gonna be a good day. That's well, all I'm gonna say. That, 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 that's all. That, that, no, that's all. No, it's gonna be a moment of, hey, did you get everything you wanted? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. <laughs> did you get in trouble with the local Yakuza? No. With a question mark behind it, obviously. Do we have to leave today? Perhaps. Well, well, fuck. <laughs> in, in all serious, though... Basically, if 
it's going to help you determine if you need to have extra luggage fees because extra luggage fees are a thing because generally you get two free luggages and you have to pay like a hundred for additional. That's what I'm trying to get out. Don't, don't, don't get in trouble with the local mafia cloud, please. That hasn't happened yet. yet. Keyword is yet. <laughs> That's my job. Anyway. I, see, I knew what he was going for before he even said it. Like, I could read his mind or yeah, something. Don't worry. All right. So, <laughs> since we're actually talking about international travel, let's let's talk a little bit more on that. Yeah. First things first, like we said before, when it comes to flying, when it comes to however you want to go, book three months in advance. That's that's neither I'd even there. book farther in advance, generally, because you want to plan out your trips. Make sure you can plan all your events you want to go to, all your hotels, all, like, aquariums, theme parks local attractions etc one of the big things that i don't think a lot of people think about doing and this is something that my paranoid ass does even in the states copy your passport scan it into a computer email it to yourself put it on a thumb drive everything that you can keep a version of that thing on you because let's say that your passport gets stolen hell even in our studio my passport is in eyesight at all times (laughs) Why? Because I'm fucking paranoid I'm going to lose it. I'm just looking forward to traveling internationally. It hasn't happened for me yet. But the thing is, is like things work differently overseas. So you want to look up rules. You want to look up customs. You want to do research on the forums. And if you see like any memes and like how people act, that's generally how you go out and be acting at your convention overseas. You want to respect the culture, but you want to also have a good time. The other thing, and this is something that might be common sense, but I don't know. Learn a little bit of what you can. Learn the languages. Learn the phrases. Like Cloud said, learn the memes. The memes might save you. Like, learn local restaurants and foods that you want to try. You don't need to eat at the convention center. There's nothing wrong with going out and exploring, finding a new food that you like. And if you can't find something new that you like, you always have the go-to fast food chains. I mean, no, McDonald's and Burger King aren't always the healthiest food options, but you could always get a decent meal there. If, and it might be different than what you're normally trying, especially if it's overseas, because I know Japanese McDonald's is different than American McDonald's, for example. Oh, squidding burgers. I'm, I'm ready for you. But but generally, if you want to eat fast food and it's healthy, go Subway or Wendy's. Wendy's is actually the healthiest fast food if you're thinking of a burger. Oh, by the way, we said it before with the fanny packs. I'm going to say it again. Don't act like a tourist. I know it's very tempting, especially when you're in a new place. Yes, your I love New York shirt and hat is not going to win you any awards. It makes you an easy target for people that's like, hey, it's someone from out of town. And if they get robbed, it's not my problem because they won't be here in like a week. Oh, not even that. The whole robbing part, taking advantage of. Good thing that you actually referenced New York on this one. The mascot scene out there is a little bit interesting because they'll hunt you down if you're wearing a out of town shirt. If you're wearing an I Love New York shirt, because no New Yorker I know wears an I Love New York shirt. If anything, there's a fuck you New York shirt that's been going that aside. Anyway, the point stands. They'll come up to you. They'll take your picture and then they'll like show you for about five or 10, 20 bucks, depending on if you're easily convinced or not. Hell, there's even people in Chicago where they'll say, oh, well, we're trying to get something for the local team. Can you give us a couple of bucks? Can you sign your name? That's a counterfeiting scheme right there. Yeah, and then, I mean, there are other things where I've gone down. When I was in Hollywood for AX, there are people who dress up as characters, but they're like, don't take a picture of me. But if you do take a picture of me, with me or of me, it costs some form of money because they're dressed up as a character. Like Captain America, Iron Man, something like that. And it's like, 
It's easy ways to get tourist money, basically. Joke's on you. Come to AX and ask for money on the fly. See what happens. Now, that is one of the biggest tips I'm ever going to give. Don't act like a tourist. Like you can Be- appreciate everything as a tourist, but don't act like one. Like You can respect and enjoy everything, but just don't show that you're a tourist don't don't be a giant beacon in the night to thieves and people yeah. that take advantage of you. Look like you're part of the local scenery if you can, because that's easier said than done, especially when you're doing international travel and like someone speaking a different language and you're speaking English. Yeah, as a giant six foot something black man trying to go to Japan, I'm gonna stick out like a goddamn thumb. But you know what I'm gonna try and do? Speak as much Japanese as possible. Am I gonna sound dumb because I suck at the language? Yes. Well, you're gonna try and be respectful. You're going to try and budget and be smart with your money. You're trying to remember my four pillars, aren't you? Yeah, I can't remember the the last two. Which okay, it's patient, relaxed, respectable. You say budget, I say frugal. Basically, two sides of the same coin, though. Well, yeah. Basically, if you follow all of those, you're bound to have a good time, and you're generally be pretty safe, all things considered. Now, this is something that might be a hot take for some people. If it is, why? vaccinate yourself vaccinate yourself before you leave this goddamn country yeah and please do it because otherwise if you go to whatever random country i don't care if it's africa europe or japan they all have diseases that are specific to them that we are going to not experience here because they are location based and hell even in america yeah and then You'll just get them, and then you have a possibility of bringing them back, and you might even need to be quarantined while you're over there if you don't get vaccinated. Does this not sound familiar, everybody? I do you hope want it to be, does. Do you want to be quarantined again? Then sit your dumb ass down, vaccinate yourself, shut the fuck up, and enjoy your con. But please, we just want you to be safe and have a good time. That's what we have always preached on this show. That's never going to change. Oh, yeah. Also, this is something that may be a little bit weird. And this, this is me being paranoid. Take pictures of your stuff before you leave, while you're there, and then as you're leaving. And this applies to your hotel room. And if you rent a car, I'm going to suggest you do the same thing for renting a car. Because you don't want to return a car or your hotel room in perfect condition. And then you get a bill later being like, here's these additional fees. And then you can be like, here are my pictures of the room. It wasn't me. And then you aren't getting blamed for something you didn't do. Now, when it comes to renting cars... In the U.S., you need to be 25 or older to rent a car in most states. There are some where they will let you rent under the age of 25. However, they will charge you more. But renting a car can be a good way to do sightseeing in addition to the kind if you want it. When I go to AX, I rent a car for about 40 to 50 bucks a day. And then if I rent a car for four or five days, that's 200 bucks. And if I split that between three or four people, that's like 50 bucks a person. That's not bad. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. I mean, honestly, before this episode, Cloud had to ex- explain to me because the last time I rented a car, I was 23. And that was a mistake because they charged me up the ass. Yeah. Generally, if you're 25 or older, renting a car is a great way to go. If you're under 25 and you're like 20 to 24, you might get charged more, but it's going to depend on your credit score and your driving record, obviously. Make sure you do the same thing with hotel take pictures, return it in good condition. It can be useful. And I always would say, go with Enterprise. I have never had any issues with Enterprise. And you can get different models of car and they can, they're obviously, you know, you have SUVs, you have cars, you have sports cars, you have all that fun stuff, but picks what's going to work the best for your group 
The conventional podcast is not sponsored by Enterprise. I just want to point that out. No, now. they are not. But if they do want to sponsor us, look, we, I will. We wouldn't mind that shit. Yeah, like get me an SUV. <laughs> anyway, these these are just some simple tips that we've learned over the years. I personally use most of the tips here, except for the the rental one. I always just walk, but that that's because of what I said prior to. When I was 23, I rented a car. They charged me about $500 at the end of the fucking three-day period, and I was pissed off to shit. It was a fucking bitch SUV. It wasn't a fancy car. They were just like, no, no, we're charging you $150. Because bucks. I, I rented a full-size van in 2015 for AX with my friends, and there were five of us, so we split it five ways. But I ended up being like 70 bucks a person, which isn't terrible for like four days, three, three four days. Mind you, it was just me, and... My my weird ass. Yeah, so if you rent a car by yourself, it obviously will be expensive. But if you split that between people, it's not that bad. Yeah. Before we end this episode and before we actually get into our closing takes, one thing I will obviously push is throughout all of these different things, aside from having fun, one of the new things that I will always say is get a great backpack. I'm not talking like something that you can just sling on your shoulders that you can just shove like a laptop or a couple of electronics in. I'm talking get a freaking hiking backpack. Get so, a sturdy backpack. Get a comfortable backpack because that's going to be on your back for a while. Get a waterproof backpack or water resistant. Yeah. Personally, I have been working on getting an Osprey backpack because they look like, first they look like a turtle shell and that makes me happy. The second thing is they can fit so much good shit in there. We're not sponsored by them either, but I just fucking love their stuff. <laughs> if you have a chance to do it, always look into a backpack that fits your needs and then some. You want a backpack that actually survive you. One of the biggest things that I want as a takeaway for this episode is get a backpack. How about you? Get a backpack, travel safe, do pre-planning because it's going to help you in the long run and just travel safe and just look out for all the danger and warning signs when it Don't comes to travel. Don't drink the tap water. Yeah, I always recommend bottled water over tap water because you don't know what's going on in the local area if you're drinking, drinking tap water. You do not want the second day of your convention to be Hello Montezuma's Revenge. You do not. Yes, hello food poisoning. Oh no, why? Look, just because I got dysentery at Ohio Con does not, you know what? We're not getting. We, we're going there. Not not today. But anyways, that's bringing us to the end of our time today. It was a pleasure speaking with you on this topic. Always. So, how do you think that they can find us, Cloud? Well, they can find us on Twitter at Conventional Crew without the E or Conventional the Podcast at gmail.com if they would like to email us. Always. You can also find us on Facebook. The link will be below in the description. If you also want to help us out, you can hit us up at Coffee or Patreon. Yes, you can. And you can still find us on Podbean iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else your local podcast can be found. We're also on iHeartRadio. Somehow, I'm still confused about that one. But you know what? I'm happy for it. So that being said, if you guys want to help us out in any other way... What about the Gambit episode? Ah, yes, the ultimate Gambit. So, 
as always, we have an Ultimate Gambit episode that we have been trying to promote. If you wish to try and help us with that, all you have to do is donate to Coffee. If you donate to Coffee and leave a message with us, that automatically goes straight to the Mysterious Gambit episode where we talk about... The Chris Brown of the Convention scene. Another thing that will help us talk about the Chris Brown of the Convention scene will be Patreon. If you donate on Patreon as well, it would also go towards the same thing because we really need to upgrade our stuff. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I'm running out of chairs. Also, we probably might want a lawyer by the time we finish that episode. But anyway. There are reasons. Believe you me. He's not kidding. There are several reasons. Yeah. But that being said. YouTube and Twitch are currently pending, but we do have some small projects in the work that we're working on getting up there. And if Instagram finally wants to start working with us because we've had a couple stupid issues, we'll be good to go there. But we're, we're trying to get the issue solved. Yeah, kind of. That being said, I think we have come to the end of our time. That we have. Well, in that case, this is Jax. And this is Cloud. And we're signing off. Peace. Peace.